Dan Bublitz Comedy Productions. My friend Dan, he's got a podcast, cause all comics need a podcast, and nobody had a podcast called The Art of Bombing, so Dan went out and bought a tape deck, who knows why he bought a tape deck, now cast don't get played on tape decks, but Dan is from the 80s, so hey there all you funny jerks, come talk to Dan about your work, tell him all about your worst times, it's The Art of Bombing. It's stupid how you know women can wear shorts and it's fine. But if a guy, but if a guy wears shorts, <laughs> if a guy wears shorts on stage, everybody throws a. You're not a professional comedian. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna go ahead. This has been good conversation. So I need to have this on because that's basically what this is. We're just talking or whatever. But. Uh, yeah, I've come down. I don't rem- Oh, I know where I met Bill the first time is I did uh I came down and did the OK Party Battle Royal mm-hmm. one time and that's where I had met him. That's where I met I think a lot of the guys. That was like one of the first shows I did down in Omaha. I did one of those. That was also one of the first shows I did. Oh, really? I, yeah, I did. Uh, I almost won it. Rome B- I watched their little meter thing. Like, he had, like, point one or two oh. little things above mine, uh, and, he, and he beat me. But, yeah. Um, yeah, we went head-to-head pretty hard. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fun Bill show. Bill and Rome were a couple of the first people I met mm-hmm. and, like, became friends with. And yeah, well, actually, that was the first time I met Rome in person was just the other night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've seen his stuff on Facebook and everything, but I hadn't met him up to that point. But I met Bill. Because Bill was actually who knocked me out of that battle royal and then <laughs> went on to win it. So it was uh, it was a pretty it was a pretty interesting thing. Wait, did uh, Bill won that? He won that night. Oh, he's really good at comedy competitions. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was... It was I have a story about a show that was just... A, it was, like, probably the worst... The, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll talk about that if you want. But Bill also won that competition. <laughs> and he was saying he was going to for weeks. He was talking so much shit. Oh, and then he about still how, won. how he was going to win. Oh, yeah, he won. He won, he won That's hard. Great. <laughs> he won. Because it's always hard. funny when somebody, like, talks smack about winning a competition and then they <laughs> eat it. <laughs> yeah, because, like... That's why the universe likes to humble me, so I don't like to. I don't talk like that because I know if I do, I'm gonna be the guy that gets humbled. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be boastful or anything. I don't ever want to do that because that, yeah, that's gonna come back and bite you. Yeah, ass. I'm gonna show up and then just be humbled badly. Yeah, I actually was surprised that I wa- I even got that far in the competition. I, when I the round that I went up against Bill was like the right before the finals, and I. I didn't write anything really up to that because I didn't plan on getting further. Yeah. Because I had the most ridiculous words to work with. Same. Like, My uh, I one had, was I did a rod. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was portmanteau. Was I think my first round, which uh, I was like, "What is this word?" <laughs> I don't know if I remember the second one. I remember one of mine was prison pen pal. Yeah, uh, and I had. Uh, I mean I had, that you can work with pretty easily <laughs> i had lit fam that was another one and at my age i had no idea what that was either i was like what is this 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 stuff you're sending me <laughs> uh but it was funny because uh i like i said i shouldn't have got past i didn't think i should have got past the first round but the guy that i was up against i don't think he'd been doing comedy at very long and I don't. Do you I, remember who it was? I do not. I just know that he did horribler than I did. <laughs> and, 
So really, it was just who was worse in that case. <laughs> That's how You're I the felt best of a bad situation. Was, exactly. It was kind of like the last election <laughs> and how some people see it. it was, <laughs> I remember I didn't expect... bad. <laughs> I didn't expect to do well. Like I thought I would. I was like, I'll be out in the first. I wrote a bunch of stuff for all my, wrote everything I could for all the topics I had, and I figured like, oh, I'm gonna lose in the first round, and then I made it just to the very, very end of it, and Rome, <laughs> Rome beat me, and I just I was, I was happy. Like I can be happy for Rome if it was somebody else. I probably would have been like, no, bullshit. <laughs> Rome no. was already my friend, so. That's great. No, he uh, when Bill beat me, I that, I that was the first time I'd met him. But then uh, he went on to win it. So then I was like, well, good. He won the whole thing, so I don't feel bad. Because <laughs> we had a really, really close round. It was pretty, <clears throat> pretty close between the both of us too. But he had the the final topic that they drew or whatever was chicken wings and it was so <laughs> funny all he did is he basically just pulled out his phone and started reading facts about chicken wings well because he you know he if you google chicken wings or whatever uh sexual things came up and like oh, and God. he did this whole thing about how of course google would know that that's what i'd be looking for or not wings at a wing stop or something like that it was so funny <laughs> he murdered so hard <laughs> it was good <laughs> Oh, too funny. So you had a couple shows this week. I've heard you're kind of on a roll this week. Um, with uh, You opened for Kyle, right? Yeah. And I heard that went really well. That's yep. what people have told me. <laughs> that was my 1991 triple axle. Oh, my God. That was awesome because I didn't know until like a couple of days before that I was going to get to be on that. I knew he was coming, and so I was going to go regardless. I was excited to see the show, but, you know, you have that little bit of heartache. Like, I really uh, wish I could be on it. Oh, absolutely. And then Brad Brad Stewart, I mean, you know him. He has been so good to me. Like, he's given me so much stage time, so many opportunities, and he, I don't know what he did, but I, I guess he asked Kyle just if I could do quick opening set and Kyle was like yeah no no problem yeah I've heard that Kyle's pretty cool about yeah he's really laid back he was really and it's really nice for comics that tour like that and headliners like that when they're cool and they'll let some local people yeah that means so much it it does it really does and it's uh, they don't owe you that no they they absolutely don't but you know but that just shows that like with comics like that they know how it is because they were in that spot yeah and when they return it it's hard to think think of them being in that position once upon a time. Oh, absolutely. The opener. Yeah, the opener. They're trying to just get the guest spot. You know, and it's funny. I actually had a friend that uh, here recently, he, he tweeted at, uh, he was going to be in St. Louis, not for comedy. He was just hanging out, but Jeremy Piven is doing stand-up now, and I don't know whether he's good or not. I don't really care, but he can sell out rooms because he's Jeremy Piven. That you got that whole thing or whatever, but my friend was going to go to the show just because he was in town, but he tweeted at him. He was like, hey, how about a five-minute guest spot? And then Jeremy replied, and he's like, all right, bring your, bring your A-game. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and he ended up getting a guest spot on the show. Oh, that he is did so like, awesome. He did like a five- to seven-minute set. That is and cool. Then, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's never worked for me. Like, <laughs> it's like, I've tried that. I've tried tweeting at comics and be like, hey, you're going to be in town. You need an opener. I'm here. <laughs> Just, you know, random things like that or whatever. 
Brad. If it's somebody just... I really like, but yeah, I couldn't believe that. He tweeted at him and then got a guest spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Brad weaseled me on there, and that was one of those ones where I... I guess I am super uncomfortable with feeling confident because <laughs> I felt confident and I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this. Like, <laughs> but I wasn't really nervous or anything. It was so fun and the crowd was really great. Uh, and, but the awesome thing is there have been, like, every best set I've ever done, like, almost all of them, uh, Ryan has said, do you want me to tape it? And I'm just in such a, de- I'm in a defeated place or just some, something just makes me go, no, just don't tape it. It's fine. <laughs> and then you go up there and just murder. For That's th- why you should tape every set regardless. Yep. It doesn't matter. You should just record it. Yep. It's I true. Always, uh, do it. Record all of your sets. Yep. Even yep. if it is a terrible open Because mic. the best part <laughs> is, is if it's terrible, you can just delete it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should watch it so then you know what you did wrong. But, yeah, but I have did that where I've, I've had a set and then it was terrible. And I was like, I'm not even going to watch that. And just delete it right away. <laughs> so I got to open for him. And I, I didn't get to just open for him. I got to do well and I got to get it on tape. Oh, that's fantastic. Usually the universe says if you have a great set, it's like, hey, you, you can't prove this to anyone that wasn't there because you didn't tape it, and that I don't have to live with that regret. You have my luck, then, because the universe does that to me. There's actually a running I joke. I deserve it, usually. Well, there's a running joke with uh, some of my comedy buddies about how if, if I have a good set, I probably forgot to sh- turn on my camera because that happens a lot. I've had all these, like, oh. issues where I'll, like, either I forgot my camera, I forgot my tripod, or I forgot to hit record, and then I'll go up and have one of the best sets that I've had and then I'll remember to do that and then I'll just eat crap <laughs> and so they make make fun of me all the time because I'm always trying to get a good submission tape for festivals because it's it's tough yeah it is so yeah I just felt like the that's like a Willy Wonka golden ticket that's awesome <clears throat> so are you going to use it for submissions well duh <laughs> 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 good answer, good answer. Well, duh. <laughs> and then I seen you, you did a, you had your own show. That, was that the first show you produced, or have you produced shows before that? I've hosted stuff for other people. Um, like, I've hosted Zularius a couple of times. I've hosted, do you, do you know Matt Blevins? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've hosted stuff for him. So this is the first thing I've done by myself. Oh, yeah. okay. So this is your own, the first time you did it. Yeah. How, how did you, uh, how did that go? It went, it was just another night in comedy. Like, I want to give you, like, a, like, it was awesome, but, like, I was like, all right, you know, this is the first one. We got the, you know, we just keep going from here. Like, I'm happy about mm-hmm. it. Like, it was not an empty room. That's what <clears> was nice. But, like, I've always been really introverted, and so I don't have a social group. Like, I don't know how to fill a room. I can't fill a room yet. And uh, more people than I thought would be there showed up. Like, That's always a good feeling. Yeah. Boy. And other local comics that I just you know like I didn't expect them to be there and Mm -hmm. it was really nice to see them there like they could have done anything else that night and they came and they hung out and watched that and yeah it was it it was really nice I guess it made me a little uncomfortable to see people like demonstrate like caring like that showing up at your show 
but it wasn't empty and that's that was nice like I was just kind of prepared for like alright you know this could (laughs) this might just suck (laughs) but it was at my favorite place of all time it's my favorite place in Lincoln uh, Panic Bar Um, they've just been so good to me I've just done a lot of showcases there and they've been really good to me and they all treat me really well and apparently like my stand up because they let me you know do shows there and like get away with whatever I want Oh, nice. Like, they give you a really comfortable space to do comedy. Like, uh, they just, you you can get weird. You talk about whatever you want. And so I just, it's hard to get better when there's two open mics a week. You you know, like, Mm -hmm. there's one here, and I live in Omaha, so I drive an hour to. Which, yeah, that's why I was, it's funny, because that's where I got confused. When I asked you to do this, I thought you were in Lincoln. Yeah, everybody then, thinks that I live in Lincoln, because <clears throat> I, I disowned Omaha. He's like, yeah, all the, all the stuff that I've seen regarding you and comedy-related was, like, was like Lincoln-related. <laughs> have was you like, seen any of my little Omaha tantrums or anything? I know, I haven't. I just, but, yeah, that's, it was just funny, because yeah. that's what, then after I found out you lived in Omaha, I was like, well, damn, now I feel bad that. Because I'm gonna be in Lincoln. <laughs> I was like, I thought that was funny. We met in Omaha. But like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> like why I was like, night. well, it's funny too because uh, when you came in and then at first, truth wasn't I like not looking at you in your mouth? Like, is that Haley? Really? I did do that to Tony because I, I, it took me a minute. At first, when you first came in, oh, I funny. thought you were Bill's daughter. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. That is so hilarious. That makes me so. I want him to hear that. Honestly, that, that was my, my first thought, the and then I was like, thing. well. Could he have a kid that old, or is she that young? Yeah, and then could. I was like, and then I was I like, I was born when he was sixteen. So I was like, I was like, we've talked about this. Yeah, it's. It, I was all like, I was like confused by that. I was like, wait I a minute. I think Bill How? did have a kid but, when he was sixteen. Well, maybe he did, but I think he has a but daughter. But also, my you age. look like you could have been in your teens or whatever too. Like oh, that was the other you. thing. So it was like. I was so confused at that because how late it was too. I was like, "Well, why would a kid and a teenager be out this late on a Friday or a Thursday?" And then, <laughs> and then I was like, "Is he that old?" Like I had all these questions, but then, so that's all I was. I was sitting on the couch just processing all of this while you guys were all like talking, and then you started kind of interacting with him, and I was like, "No way, that's his daughter." <laughs> And then it clicked because I think Tony said something about your show. Yeah. Oh, I asked you about it, and that's when I was like, "Oh!" And then yeah. I mouthed to him, "I was like, is that?" And he's like, "Yes." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> it all makes sense now." <laughs> At that moment of clarity. Oh, that's awesome. That epiphany when I figured it out, <laughs> I solved that mystery. <laughs> but yeah, there was like a patch of time where. Um, Omaha comedy is, uh, I will just straight up talk shit, I don't even care. Um, Omaha comedy is really divided, and there was, I don't know if there still is, I wasn't around for quite a while. Uh, There was just a lot of gatekeeping, a lot of bullshit, you know how it is with probably all performers. Well, yeah, well, it's, uh, you see that actually in a lot of scenes. People got pissed at Roman Bill, Um, they, they were really, you know... There was a bunch of stuff with that, whatever. It just got so dramatic and stupid that well, I yeah. said, I'm not even going to do, a, you know, goodbye. And I just checked out for months and I would only perform in Lincoln. I made, like, I was super petty about it. And I, <laughs> 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 who would have got, I have a pink <clears throat> velvet jacket on. I'm 
Are you surprised that I'm petty? <laughs> uh, no, not at all. <laughs> um, and so I would only perform in Lincoln. And, like, I didn't expect anybody to give a shit. It's just, like, I'm going to be a big, fat Aries about this and prove my little point. And just when I was done... Be, you know, like I finally just kind of calmed down and was like, "All right, I don't care if it's a mess. I'm gonna start performing there again." And now I'm starting to do stuff in Omaha again. If Bill or Rome ask me, I'll do it. But um, yeah, yeah, I think it like what scenes like. Have that you ever when seen like happens. one or two people just ruin an entire comedy scene? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's I, what I, happened. I, I did. Uh, I did. I used to live out in San Diego, and that was a pretty big scene. And there's a lot of stuff like that. A lot yeah. of drama. A lot of stupid. You get. It gets to become a a, a buddies club. Comedy yeah. Does, especially yep. in bigger scenes where it's like every show, like a personal start a show, and then they're just booking their friends. So then mm-hmm. their friends book them, and then every show, it doesn't matter what venue it is, it just becomes it's the same the show. Club. It's like basically. It's just basically a tour of the same show, just mm-hmm. at a different bar or whatever. And that, I'm and super <clears throat> introverted, and so it, like I just, you know, this is all new to me. I'm really mm-hmm. naive. And have you seen videos of like, like a, a lion, um, like a a baby thing wander, like a baby antelope wanders in front of a lion, and it just doesn't know how to oh, react. Yeah. With, like it doesn't understand it doesn't, that it's, it's in just danger. Just like hey, yeah. <laughs> so the I'll lion play with you. <laughs> the lion just kind of looks at it and like doesn't kill it because it's like what? What's it's like you're so dumb. I'm just gonna let you live for. A while. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm the antelope. I'm figuring this all out and. <laughs> well, and that's oh, kind of kind of one of the things too, like with comedy that is always rough for everybody. It doesn't matter where you are or what you know when you start. There's no like just uh, there's no like comedy university that you can I go and just learn. I didn't know you could just go out and, and do it. That's why like, I didn't well, start until exactly. I was 23. I didn't know you could just go <clears> do it. Yeah, there's so many things you just don't know, and but that's the worst part about it is that and then. A lot of like the comics and stuff, they don't want to like help other people. Like, I mean, I've seen it slowly changing in certain areas where people are getting more supportive, and you do have those few people that are like that will help people, you know, yeah. other comics and stuff, and try like to Brad. help them. Yeah, yeah, Brad is a very good example. He's the reason I'm at the comedy loft this weekend. He, that, he cares about comedy. He, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't, I probably. I, you know, I, there's a chance that I could have got in by just sending in random, but he vouched for me and he told me who I needed to contact and he helped me, you know, and I did what he said and sent all that info and then they booked me. So I owe it to him for that. So he's one of the one of the better people I've met in comedy. But it's, you know, people like that that need more of them in comedy because otherwise you don't. Yeah, for new comics, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's a shark pit. <laughs> it really is. Everybody wants their stage time and they don't want to share it. And that's why I just started making my own. That's why I started doing my own show because it's hard to get the stage time. You need to, like, practice longer stuff, um, you know, because you only get a few minutes a week on open mics and then yep. just... You know, I'm thankful for what we have in the comedy scene here, but there's just, there's, you can't do something every night, and I wish that we could. Oh, absolutely. That's the one thing I do miss about being in San Diego. I could be doing everything, doing something every night, because yeah. there's mics all the time, but now I, I don't have, I, I run a mic, but it's like once a month or whatever, but fortunately I do do shows, I travel a little bit now, mm-hmm. so that helps, but... 
Um, but that's kind of what I did, too. When I first started, I started in where I live, which is South Dakota. And when I started... Where do you live in South Dakota? I fuck with South Dakota. I live uh, in a small town. Well, not... It's Yeah, it's a smaller town. I live in Huron. Okay, I know where that's at. That's where uh, I grew up. Do you know where Aberdeen's at? Yeah, I know where Aberdeen Oh, yeah. Is. I was... Yep. A lot of time in Aberdeen. Yep. I have friends in Aberdeen. A good a friend of mine puts on an open mic there. Oh, oh. Um, where? At Slackers. They uh-huh. do, like... Uh, it's monthly... Once a month. It's usually the last Sunday of the month. I'm going to schedule a trip around that. And <clears throat> oh, absolutely. That. Uh, my buddy John Boone runs it. It's a mixed mic. Nice. They get, uh, there's a, a, weirdly, there's a big hip hop scene in the Huron, Aberdeen area. I, yeah. I, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around that <laughs> <laughs> because of those towns are that, but um, so they get a lot of like hip hop people that go to that and then. Uh, and then there's some comics and stuff too. Because there's, uh, I don't know if you know, Spencer Dobson is a comic that uh, he's a headlining de- touring comic, but he lives in Aberdeen too. So I didn't know that. Well, yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, actually, there's uh, there's quite a few people in in South Dakota that do comedy and tour. You know, what about t- Deadwood? Is there anything going on up around Rapid City, Deadwood? Anywhere? Well, there is in Rapid City. Well. I'm not sure now because they're, I'm, they're, they're kind of moving the venue, but there was the West Dakota Improv where they do shows. Like, I know some comics out there, too, some stand-ups out there. So there's a little bit of a scene out there in the Sturgis, Rapid City area. Deadwood, I'm not sure. People have mentioned that. So I've actually thought about looking into that. Yeah, I'd like to what. do something up there because I love Deadwood. Yeah, I think that would be great. But yeah, because even uh, you know Timmy Williams from the Whitest Kids, you know. I got to open for him uh, once or twice. He lives in South Dakota. He lives in Watertown. Yeah, yeah, yep. I knew that. Yep. So, yeah, it's interesting that South Dakota, this state, <laughs> has like that. <laughs> it's just Some a weird, weird thing. little vibe going. Yeah, it's a weird. It is a weird little thing. Um, but all right, well, that was a good conversation. We should. Uh, I want to talk about that. Was all good stuff. That was the positive. Let's <laughs> let's get into the the bad stuff. I want to hear about a bad show. Uh, all right. Well, like um. Well, like um. God, this <laughs> fucking Valley Girl. Well, play the part. <laughs> I was born in Santa Cruz. I'm allowed to talk like that. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> um, God, I brought Ryan with me today because you've watched a lot of my performances, and I can't really remember a time where I have just like epically like the last time I just epically ate shit was February of this year. It was on a show with Bill and several other comics, <clears throat> and uh. It was, everyone just called it the hood show because that's what it was. It was a show (laughs) in the hood in Omaha, and you can get mad that I said that, or you can go down to 24th and Lake, and you can tell me that I'm wrong. Um, (laughs) I went down there, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know it's going to be, you know, different than what I'm used to, and I mean, it was a comedy competition like the Night at the Apollo type of thing, (laughs) you know, where Mm -hmm. they, like, they yell at the people and like there was no structure to this show like it was just a sea of people excited to like execute every comic that came on stage and like I knew it was going to be bad but there was one of these funny bone comics from Omaha and they went first and 
like they had no stage the like the sound system was not good i realized there was just a hard cut off in the middle of the room to where you walk past the middle of the room you cannot hear the comics anymore oh wow so the back half of the room can't <clears throat> hear anything and um it it wasn't even two minutes, and the crowd ate the first person alive. Like they, if they didn't like you, they'd yell, "Show them the door." It was called "Show them the door" comedy show. Oh my god! And they just ate this person alive, and I just remember thinking, "Oh my god, this is gonna be so bad." <laughs> and um, it was like a hundred and some people there like bet- 150 maybe a little under 150 between 125 and 50 so like either the size of the Kyle Kinane crowd on Monday or uh, a little more than that how many people can fit into the zoo bar that's, that, blows, that blows my mind because I've been in there and I'm it, like it was like hot from how many it. people were like, in there you're like there's many people that that show and I was like God, I didn't you know because I've been in that bar and it's so it seems so small but yeah but. they I didn't expect it to I didn't expect that many people to fit that comfortably yeah that's what like, I was it was still like, hot and I really packed that. but it wasn't totally uncomfortable well, like good. it was just an <laughs> intimate show. But, yeah, so I got up, and I just, you know, I went in the middle of that show, the show on the door one, and I just kind of accepted my fate before I went up there, and I don't know what it is. Like, I can, you'll need a whole nother episode to explain, like, my (laughs) brain chemistry and just why I'm like this and why I respond to things like this. But I went up there, and, like, I came out pretty all right. I could have done it, and I lost confidence, and, like, they just immediately smelled it on me, and I just got kind of boring with my set. I lost my momentum, and there was this girl who was yelling out during a lot of people's sets. Like, she was in the back where you couldn't hear, and she would just get bored and yell, show them the door, and I watched her just do it for fun. You know, she couldn't hear what was going on, and she didn't give a shit, and so I'm, you know, losing steam in my set. And she yelled, show him the door. And I just immediately snapped, and I just yelled, oh, what's that, bitch? No, I'm not done talking. No. (laughs) (laughs) And we had this little exchange, um, and I said something like, "Uh, fuck this comedy bullshit. Get on up here. Let's turn this into an MMA match. Oh, (laughs) jeez. I'm one of the only white people in this room, and I have no friends with me. (laughs) And you're, like, trying to start a fight? I'm trying to fight an entire neighborhood, and, um, I mean, I wasn't, like, I was... Did she come up to the stage? She got up. But she didn't, She got up, she was like, what? And I said something else, but the last thing I said was, why don't you come on up here and kick my ass? And the crowd just went fucking insane, and I just got the fuck out of there. wow. And... Everyone just looked like they were going to shit. And, like, this story has, like, the weirdest ending. Like, nobody's happy with this ending, and I love it. I love that everyone feels cheated by this ending. So I had that terrible set. It was embarrassing. It was horrible. Um, And now I'm like, well, I'm probably going to get the living shit beaten out of me. (laughs) And I got off stage, and I wanted to go talk to that girl that I was 
Yeah, oh, everyone's man. face did what your face just did. <laughs> and this woman is going, no, 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 don't go back there. Do not go back there. Everyone's telling me, hey, do not. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. And I went back to her, and she looked kind of scared. Like, she saw me in her eye. Like, I was oh. like, why are you scared? You have a hundred friends with you, and I am alone. Like, you are here with a group of, like, she looked like, oh, God, it's the crazy bitch. And I just said, hey, you know, I don't, you know, I'm sorry I called you a bitch. I don't think that, like, I I just apologized. And I was like, I'm just putting on a show. It's, you know, and she said, girl, I couldn't even hear you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. And we were just, like, nice to each other for a minute. And so, like, oh, yeah, it's fine. And then she told me that I smell good. <laughs> and that's the end of the story. And then I went home and I like tried not to cry because it was such a horrible set. That was it. Yeah, that's the end of that, the story. I called that, her a bitch and she told me I smelled good. <laughs> well, it sounds like that. That yeah, you won that battle. <laughs> no, but I guess like you you left the victor on that one. <laughs> I went like I. I did a roast battle. Um, I've done three of Bill's roast battles, and I've won all three of them. And the first two, it was like, this is not a fair fight. These people have no chance, no offense. But the third one was like, this is evenly matched. I might lose this one. And I don't really think I deserve to win that, but I did. So I'm whatever. <laughs> like it was, It was close, but it was, I don't know. They were good, too. And... Um, there were people from that the hood show there and they brought that shit up like people still talk about that I'm like oh my god there's going to be people that might always think about that <laughs> and like the worst part of it was like that happened I was the only one that like that like did that like that's why I say like I'm the Tanya Harding of comedy I will make a scene <laughs> it is unpredictable it's either going to be really good or really bad and um, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> you got so got so heated there, thinking about the moment. You just look like you're ready to punch somebody. Yeah, and <laughs> just like Argh! everybody always says that. <laughs> the first thing there's a <laughs> Omaha comic named uh, Kill Theodric, and one of the first things he ever said to me, he just came up to me. He was like, "You look like you're about to kill somebody." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I was like, now I'm wondering. I was like, are you here on your own, or are are you? Have you been kidnapped? <laughs> Blink twice He's if you need accomplice. help. No. <laughs> 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 Hostage, or, or did you come on your own? <laughs> that sounds like uh, that would have been an interesting show. It's always those, those shows that are. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. There was this really weird woman who. Um, She's like I don't know how else to say it. She's like a she's an ex like meth head and she just shows up because she's fucking weird and she wants to do what you're doing but she can't and she's not good at it. She's <laughs> she's insane. She's an insane person. And she like taped she like Facebook lived everything and like made me look really bad like it was like I was the only one like like the, most of the people on that show had a real bad time. Oh, but she like made it look like I hate she, when people Facebook live shows. She made me look oh. really bad and you know there's nothing I can do about it. That was really hard for me to accept that you know just that footage is out there and you know you can probably still find it somewhere if you dig through the guts of the internet. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's to. not it. Yeah. 
I hate that. Like, it's it one of them really things matter, where it's like, it's still like, it just sucks that like 30 seconds of your life, like, oh, that could resurface at any time and just fuck me over. No, absolutely. Especially if it's taken out of context. No, absolutely. Well, that that's like one of the worst things about our time now with, you know, everybody has a camera and social media but and everything. Like, I think about that all die. the time. Well, that's true. We are. That's I'm, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> ray of sunshine for everybody. I was like, listening. I just turned forty last week, and I was like, That's hot. I made it to forty. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> That's I can't funny. wait to be forty. It's funny because people are always like, "Well, that's midlife." Well, how do you know, man? Midlife could have been when I was thirty. I don't know that yet. <laughs> Hell, midlife could have been a good when... three years left. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it could have been twenty-two. Might have been my midlife. We don't know yet. <laughs> It's unpredictable. <laughs> oh, my God. One of my favorite things anyone has said to me. I used to work at a mall, and, like, everybody tells it. Like, I just, I've looked at my face for every day for many <laughs> years. I know how old it is. I see all the lines on it and stuff. And, like, everyone says, like, oh, you look, they make some sort of comment about how I look young. Like, some, some people think I'm a teenager, which is really weird to me. But, um... How old that did was you think I was? How old did you, I, just well, I thought late teens. I figured you were probably like the 16 to 18 I'm range. 26, and I'm so jaded when I... <laughs> how do I look like a teenager? But like I, in the context that I met you in, I was I, we were at Bill's place, and he's quite a bit older, so... That's so... That's, you know what I mean? Like, so it was like that comparison, like... Is it weird that all of my like friends look like you? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this. Is okay, now I feel like you just insulted people, me. People always <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> that has to look weird. Like all of my friends are maybe to like, other people, but I, being a comic, white men with in, in their forties. <laughs> being a comedian, that doesn't surprise me because there's a lot of white bearded guys in their forties that do comedy, <laughs> which is so funny because uh, I did uh, I did this open mic the other night in Omaha. <clears throat> with them guys before we were over there and uh there was this comic that just crushed uh I, I who was it carmilla anderson oh i'm not surprised oh my god she <clears throat> is the queen of omaha comedy That's, she yeah. is hilarious i, I never hilarious. I don't, it's been so long since i've laughed that hard at an open mic i was literally at one point on my knees laughing so yes, hard because that it, is some of the stuff she said was yes just, but anyway, after the show, I, I, after the mic was over, I went up to her and I was like, oh man, you had a great set. And I was you know, telling her that I you know, really liked her stuff or whatever. And she's like, you had a really good set too. Really she liked is you. incredible. And she goes, I really, what was that joke you had? Uh, uh, oh, with the teachers and the fucking. Uh, <laughs> and, and I was like, you mean the like shaving my beard so I look like a teenager? She says, yeah, yeah. I was like, that wasn't me. <laughs> she had mistaken me for another short comic with a beard. <laughs> It was so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, that was the other short comic with a beard. <laughs> well, me and Carmela, just a couple of weeks ago, we did a show at a strip club. Uh, this might be bombing. Like, I don't know if I, like, like I maybe I just block it out of my mind. Like, I've done shitty plenty of times, and you, mostly I just learn from it. That's all well, you... Well, <clears throat> that's important. That's the, that's the whole point of it, you know? It's an important part to get up there and fail and to be terrible. Like, that is important. Mm -hmm. That is an important part of the whole experience of comedy and getting better at it and learning to just be okay with that. Like, don't go on... Like, I love being comfortable on stage. If I'm comfortable, then I'm... 
Well, this is a good kind of a lead into some of the standard stuff that I like to talk about. Uh, what do you try to do to get better? Like when you do have a bad set or where you feel like you failed, what do you, what are the things you look at to try to do to improve? Um, I love when I get those on tape. Um, if there's people at an open mic and they're just there and they're not listening at all, it's really hard for me to get into the set. Mm -hmm. So, like, I kind of want nights like that right now because I need to learn how to be up there and be okay with it when people aren't paying attention. Because, like, some of them didn't come there to watch comedy, and it's not their fault if they don't want to watch it, like, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's a fucking no, that, Monday night, you know what I mean? <clears throat> that happens a lot, especially at bars. Like, I'm not entitled to your attention, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Like, if you come to a show and do that, then you're kind of shitty. But if it's a fucking open mic, like, I, I, I'm really sensitive, and so I guess I need the failure to kind of learn how to deal with my sensitivity, um, trying to figure out how to word. Like, I'm not used to people listening to me. That's like I, I am like, oh well, if you don't yell, nobody's gonna listen. So like, <laughs> gotta demand their attention. Yeah, it takes me a minute <clears throat> to collect my attention. I don't like if I get scared on stage. If I get intimidated, um, usually you know it's nobody's fault but mine. But if I'm intimidated on stage or too self-conscious, like I'll yell. And, like, it'll be more angry and more aggressive than funny. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. And everybody knows me as the angry comic and stuff, so I don't like that. You know, I don't want to just be the angry comic who yells. Like, that's funny, but, like, I have a lot of energy on stage. Um, there have been a lot of times where people aren't listening, and then they do listen to me. And I don't want to sound like I'm stroking my own dick or anything, but it's just... Um, what do you think? Like, you, <laughs> he's seen it. I get up there and I. There's a lot of times where I just demand the attention without trying. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I, I get that. I mean, but that I think that has to do with like stage presence and stuff too. You know, like there's there's different kinds. I love that just being on stage. Like I just need to learn to be comfortable with it. If that makes sense. No, it absolutely does. That that's actually a point I wanted to come back to. I was gonna talk mention it when you were telling your story about the, the, the out the door show me the door show or you said that you kind of lost your self confidence in the crowd yeah they and felt it they, they smelled and that's it one immediately th exactly like, and that's one of the things that I've noticed over, you know like in comedy if, if, if the crowd can tell that you're insecure about your material or that you're not confident with your material they're you you're not gonna you know have that crowd they're gonna mm -hmm. they're gonna sense it and they're gonna eat that shit they're gonna eat you alive yep. and it's like one of the worst feelings too because you can just see it coming you can just see it in their faces and their eyes they're like oh you don't know you don't think you're good why should we you know that kind of thing and which uh <clears throat> can be very intimidating because then it even adds more because then you get even more intimidated and mm -hmm. more self-conscious and it's just like yep it's just a loop yep yep pretty much pretty much um like being i love this has happened a few times there's something on stage like it doesn't work and you find a way to acknowledge that or just make fun of it and make that funny i love that like if mm -hmm. um or uh 
That <laughs> kind of happened to me last night. I, <laughs> I had one good set, and then the second show was not so great. Yeah, I hate when that happens. And, and yeah, yeah, that was the, you know going back to the universe humbling me. Yeah. That's that's what happened there because I had a, a great set the first show, and I was like on top of the world. I sold some merch and just like ah, and then the second show. Uh, I just wanted to like jump off the building <laughs> after the set, but it was funny because I, I had made a comment about I had an interaction with a lady that I I couldn't see her because the lights or whatever, and she was like in the back or whatever. But then I I just ended up like and I couldn't understand quite what she said and then she almost like we were almost having a conversation and then I just went on this tangent about I was like I can't see anybody I'm just having a conversation this could all be in my head maybe I'm crazy maybe you not, none of you exist I I could just go mad and then like just jump out this window and run down the street wouldn't that be a great show like I just went on this tangent about what was happening because also I was getting frustrated because nothing was working and then they loved that and then I should have just just kept going with that, but then I tried to go back to material or whatever. But <laughs> There's it was, ugh. one thing I really <clears throat> disappointed myself the first time I uh, hosted Zularius. Uh, they do this thing at the beginning; they give they give out free high fives as part of yep. every show, and uh, so I had to do the high five thing, and I was super hyped up, and I forgot that I have smoked every day of my life for like ten years, and so I didn't realize I was gonna get winded. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I, like, sprinted <laughs> through the whole place. By the time I got back, it was, like, Axl Rose at that place where he just ran. And, like, he just he was totally out of breath and gross, and I just got up there, and I was that. And I was like, <laughs> and I didn't, like, I just got intimidated. Like, I should have just played into that and, like, yep. milked that. Like, I should have just gone with that and used it. And I got scared, and I got self-conscious, and I just was like, okay, is your first performer. Like, yep. And just, but that was a learning experience. Like, hey, bitch, don't get scared. Like, you. No, absolutely. You ruined it by getting scared. You didn't ruin it by being out of breath. You ruined it by getting scared. Yep, exactly. And not and not being in the moment. That was something I talked to. I was talking with one of the comics that was just hanging out at the club last night about that too. About how like when things happen on stage, you know, just being in the moment and kind of addressing it yeah. and like making it making it seem like it was part of the bit. As yeah. opposed to, oh, this just happened. Like, oh, something went wrong. It's make like, oh, it, this yeah, happened. Just, yeah, you make it out like you meant to do it on purpose. Yeah. You didn't mess up because that's what happened. Because I know where, last night, I know where I screwed up on the set. I made a comment about, I did my, I opened up, did a couple jokes, and then I was about to do a joke that I realized that uh, I did not do the joke. It was a callback joke, and I realized I didn't do the first joke. So the oh. callback wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. So I didn't do the joke, but then I was like, oh, man, I was about to tell a joke that would have made no sense. And, like, I called myself out. Mm -hmm. And I shouldn't have because they didn't know that I made that mistake. I only did, and I said it out loud. But then that's when we were talking about how if, if you know, I would have did the joke and whatever, I just, you know, you just make it look like you do it on purpose. Like, it's the bit. You know, play into it, I guess, is what it would be. And that'd be kind of the same thing with what you're talking about when you got up there out of breath. You know, you could have just played into yeah, it. Yeah, I could have made fun of that. Yep. You know, that was just material dying to happen, and I threw it away. Yeah, <laughs> yep. But it's easy to do because it's like, you know, we all want to, I feel like we all want to do our best on stage, and it's easy to get in, in well, and it's 
we're all really insecure about yeah. stuff like that. Why do you think we're here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's easy to like get up there and just like lose all our confidence on something. And I, because I, I don't know how it is for you, but I'm always want to do like the best. And if I know, even when I'm on stage, like I'm already analyzing my set. And if I know I'm making mistakes and this and that, I'm, I'm already chewing myself out. <laughs> I think I chose comedy because it's the only career that's going to not love me the same way my parents did. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, nice and inconsistent. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, I hope you should. that should be a bit. You need to talk about that on stage. That's funny. Um the, one of the final things that I like to talk about, the feeling, the bumming of bombing, that feeling oh, you get after. Oh, it's just so, cr- it's like, it's, it's almost like a drug. It just rushes through your veins. It just overtakes you for a minute. Oh, God, it's such an awful oh, feeling. Oh, it is. Uh, how long does it usually last? walk back to your last? car after you eat shit. Oh, I know. It's the worst. I, mm. I know. So, that how long does that last for you, typically? It does not take long for that to morph into motivation all failing has ever done is motivate me and I think I just I have a lot of personal just fear you know everybody does it tied to failure you know I need to just accept it and um it's I don't know like I've never had a moment of like after a bad set I've never questioned doing comedy i've never been like oh that was so bad like am well, i even you doing haven't the right thing? bombed hard enough yet yeah <laughs> just wait yeah i haven't had that <laughs> there's, moment yet. there's it's coming it there's will, gonna be it that will moment eventually. where are you gonna keep doing this or not <laughs> <laughs> yes you're gonna have that moment because well, we all actually, do <laughs> that, that february one that was pretty bad i was upset about that for like almost a week <laughs> could about imagine all right uh how can people find you do you got any social media um, I play on Instagram a lot. Play around on there. I call it playing. Play playing. on Instagram. Playing. Yeah, yeah, right. You um, sound like you're a valley girl. Uh, <laughs> Facebook kind of sucks, but if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Haley Ravenclaw. H A L E Y, and then like the Harry Potter house. All right. Haley Ravenclaw. <laughs> <Ew>. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Such a millennial. Oh, suck my dick. <laughs> Thank you so much, Haley. Thank you. This has been a Dan Bublitz comedy production. 